but they have chosen in everything they do to clearly emphasize growth over short-term profitability. Has the payoff been there? He's worth $158 billion. Yes, it has. Episode 175, five game changers from Jeff Bezos and Amazon. But it's not what you think. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. With 1.3 million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. As always, connect with Jason on Facebook at jason-jennings.com slash Facebook. Jason, great to be with you today. Uh, Dale, it's, uh, you know... I just always like getting together with you. It, it, it's kind of like just a uh, a pleasant little break in a crazy day. I can take a deep breath and we're just sitting around having a beer someplace and, and just chatting like a couple of regular guys. I like this and time. Fun conversations to boot. But I had to let folks know, you know, right at the very beginning, this is not what you think because the moment I, you share with me the topic uh, ahead of the podcast, and the moment I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. We've already talked about Jeff Bezos and what we've learned from Jeff Bezos, but this is completely new. This is nothing like the podcast several episodes ago. You found something new that you wanted to bring to our listeners, and as yeah. always, it's fresh and, and relevant. Yeah. So uh, let me be very clear. Uh, I don't know Jeff Bezos. I have not interviewed Jeff Bezos, and the reason I haven't. Uh, is because whenever I get set to write a book, myself and the research team sets up a series of uh, criteria uh, for being included in the book. And uh, two of those criteria have always been revenue growth, they'd be in, but the second one has been profit growth. And as you know, they have been very, very spotty on profit growth until now. And, And so the company... I've always studied the company. I've always admired the company. I've always admired him, but they just never made the cut to get in, which is why we never went after him. So I'm operating without any firsthand knowledge here. But, but, but think about this for a moment. Um, it's tough to ignore anything, any advice from a guy who has a net worth, the latest net worth figure, $158 billion. Now think about that. Consider that all that half of all online searches start on Amazon, that 50% of all Americans belong to Prime, and the company gets one of $2 spent online. I mean, uh, listen, this is one remarkable enterprise. So the article appeared in the September 30th edition of Forbes magazine. I'm sure you can find it online. And it was done by a guy I respect and admire a lot, Randall Lane. He's the current editor of Forbes. If I'm not mistaken, I used to like him as a reporter and a writer. So I think this is his second stint uh, at Forbes, but he's now the editor of Forbes. And uh, it's about a four or five page article. And so... I, I, so I went through the article and I thought, this is really good stuff. And I reread the article and I thought, wow, this is, this is really neat. And so much of it is validating from my research into other companies. And then I went through a third time with a highlighter. And I thought, you know what? We really need to do a podcast on this because I think this guy, I think Randall Lane has unearthed five basic truths about Jeff Bezos and Amazon 
that can be replicated by almost anybody else in business. So I think they're actionable. And then everybody likes to be validated. And all five of these things that he talked about really validate findings that I've made in my research for my books. So if I can, I'm going to share the five big takeaways I got from this article. Go for it. Do you know what the name of the Amazon headquarters in Seattle is? No. (laughs) You're going to love it. It's called Day One Tower. Day One Tower. Now, what does that mean? It means that Bezos acts as though every day is the first day of the company's existence and the first day of the Internet. Now, let that sink in for a moment. Think about how many companies open their doors, they make it, business takes off, and then at some point in time, they start to feel like they're entitled or like they have a a right to be there or like the enterprise is always going to be there. But Day One Tower was named to remind everybody that today is the first day of our existence and the first day of the Internet. Now think, now, now think about the culture, think about the ethos, think about the type of people that would attract, think about what a rem- powerful reminder that is every day that your main office tower is called Day One Tower, it's the first day of our business, and it's the first day of the internet. That's pretty cool, don't you think? Very. I think it's really, really cool. And it also echoes something that I I believe. Uh, I believe today is the first day of the Internet. I mean, if we think that we have realized 30, 40, or 50% of the potential of the Internet, I think we have our heads up a certain part of our anatomy. I I really think we've realized probably 1% of maybe 1% of of what the Internet will ultimately become. And so it turns out uh, acting as though it's the first day of your existence and the first day of the internet, it really parallels my findings for Think Big, Act Small. Uh, So why wouldn't I like that one, of course? Number two, emphasize growth over short-term profitability. There has to be a road to long-term profitability. you got to see some daylight someplace. But had Bezos set out and said, we're going to be the world's largest bookstore. We're going to do it all online, and we're going to be profitable from the first quarter on, and our profits are going to get bigger every quarter. Think of the things that wouldn't have gotten done. Think of the scale that would not be taken uh, advantage of if it had been about chasing profits as opposed to chasing growth. And um, to to his credit, uh, it's one of the reasons he never qualified for one of my books. And uh, but I my hats off to him because you have to emphasize growth all the time over short term profitability. I think there has to be an emphasis on long term profitability. You don't want to run a business enterprise that's never going to be profitable or you'll be upside down. But they have chosen in everything they do to clearly emphasize growth over short-term profitability. Has the payoff been there? He's worth $158 billion. Yes, it has. In the article, Bezos talks about the fact that one of the things that Amazon has is they have multiple paths to yes instead of multiple paths to no. And he talks about that in most companies, if somebody has an idea, uh, they have to sell their supervisor who can say no. 
They have to sell their boss's boss who can say no. They got to sell the VP of all the bosses who can say no. And most initiatives, most good ideas never make it to a yes because someplace along the line has quashed it and said no. So in Amazon, they work relentlessly on being able to say yes. And that reminded me, uh, you know, when I spent so much time with Dan D'Amico, uh, the current chairman emeritus, former CEO of Nucor Steel, America's largest steel maker. And uh, he said, look, he said, uh, we have a saying here, if it's worth doing, he said, we're, we're going to try everything we can do. And if it's worth doing, it's also worth failing at. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. He said, we try everything. So I would ask everybody, uh, number one, d- do you act as though it's the first day of your existence? Or do you take it for granted? Are you emphasizing growth over short-term profitability? I bet you're not. Do you have an environment with multiple paths to yes instead of multiple paths to no? I bet you don't. Number four, celebrate and Bezos talks about this in the article, celebrate and undo your small failures. I mean, they're not going to kill you. Just try it. I mean, if it fails, have a celebration. Ask yourself what you've learned. Undo any little bit of damage that you've done, and then move on to the next one. Celebrate and undo your small failures. Failures. And I immediately thought about one of the first companies I wrote about, Charles Schwab, in my book, It's Not the Big, but Eat the Small, It's the Fast, and Eat the Slow. Charles Schwab, and I don't know if we've ever discussed this, actually has a museum of failed innovations. And uh, it's in their company headquarters. And it's everything they tried to do but failed at. And you might say, well, why in the world? I mean, would you celebrate your failures? Because in most companies, you know, CEOs would, if they've got a failure, pee his dark blue suit and brush it like dust bunnies under the bed. Uh, Schwab also, as part of their orientation, everybody watches this uh, gripping one-hour video uh, about, about our failures and, and why failure is not okay, but why failure is good and why we, we have a plan, we have a backup plan, we postmortem why it didn't work, and we move on to something else. So Bezos says it even more succinctly, celebrate your failures and undo, uh, celebrate and undo your small failures and move on. And then number five, and this, this is a lot of words, sounds complicated, but I think it's really simple. He said, when we're looking for an idea, he said, we're looking for a, a completely differentiated idea. He, in his words, not a me too offering. And there's three criteria. Number one, it has to be big and it has to offer potentially great return on capital. And it has to be different than anything that anybody has ever done. And in the story for the first time ever, uh, he recounts Kindle and the Kindle, uh, everybody at Amazon was telling him, we can't do this because it's hardware and we're not hardware people and we don't know anything about hardware. And Bezos said, well, it's damn time now that we start learning because eventually we're going to be there. So Bezos was the only one who wanted to do it based on the fact that they needed to start learning. So I don't know if you want to review those five. I, I found all five of them really, really significant. If somebody will ask the question, you can either say, oh, well, that's interesting. That's what Amazon does. Or you could say, are we doing this? And if you're not doing these five things, it's why you're not Amazon. And I think, I think back to the initial conversation we had about um, Bezos several episodes ago and to this day one tower idea. And I think it was uh, 
somebody on a earnings call asked him, have you ever thought about day two? And he said, if we ever start to think about day two, it signals our death or something to that. Right. Yep. So it's, uh, it is ingrained in part of the culture and they take it seriously. Uh, they do. And I mean, you've got to be on board all of these things or you can't work there. And then they also took a very, very big, uh, they made a very big uh, move this week where, uh, they're moving to a minimum minimum wage of $15 an hour for everybody uh, who works in the company effective November 1st. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that government has had, uh, you know, what's, what's the federal minimum wage in the United States? $6 and 25 cents an hour or $7 and 10 cents an hour. And hasn't, hasn't moved for years. I, I find it fascinating that business is taking the lead on, on raising the minimum wage to a living wage, not government, but business. I, I find that fascinating too. The private sector. Yep. But it just Any one final more thoughts for us. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, it's one more reason to love Jeff Bezos. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I guess my final thought would be, um, as I was reading this article and highlighting this article and going through this article and thinking about companies that I've written about where I discovered these things, I, I thought, you know what? It's, uh, nice to be validated once in a while. And uh, therefore, I have a responsibility to validate other people. So uh, my, uh, my do good thought for the day was to, uh, as frequently as you can, validate other people around you because everybody likes to have themselves, their work, and their ideas validated. Mm. Look for an opportunity. Yeah, that is great advice, a great way to leave us today. And I'll remind folks that if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, go uh, to jason-jennings.com slash iTunes. You can subscribe right there. While you're out, would you do us a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast? We would definitely appreciate that. It makes it easier for people to find as they are out searching for this type of content as far as podcasts are concerned. And Jason would love to hear from you. His email address, drop him a line, jason at jason-jennings.com. And Jason, you do answer those emails. I do. And in fact, um, I, um, in the interest of forging new ground, uh, we, this, this subject came up just um, a few weeks ago. And I told you that an airplane has always been my time, me time. And, uh, and I, I've never worked on a book. I've never worked on a speech on an airplane. I very selfishly take that time as my opportunity to go through 20 or 30 magazines or my time to get into a book or my time just to close my eyes and ponder and think. And uh, I, think it, I think it was you that mentioned that you were on an airplane and uh, just emptied your, not emptied, but answered lots and lots of emails. And you don't have Wi-Fi up there in most airport in mo- uh, most airplanes. And, and most it's pretty bad, but you just hit the ground and you hit send and boom, it's all gone. So I'm, um, I'm doing really good with emails. So, um, so I, so I broke that rule and spent the four and a half or five hours that it took uh, to Chicago and from Chicago, uh, cleaning stuff up a little bit. <laughs> and it always feels good. It's like, it's like leaving the gym. It feels good. Absolutely. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. 
You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.